Good morning, everyone watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments where you are tuning in from. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. On today's hot sheet, I will discuss housing inventory from the last week, rising mortgage rates, plus the housing recession and PacWest real estate loans. Today is Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. Thank you for coming back for another full week of the hot sheet. It's the only live housing show on the internet. We go live every single Monday through Friday. The markets are open at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, 6.30 on the Pacific coast, except for next Monday. So just a little heads up. Next Monday is a holiday. That's right. Memorial Day is already upon us and the markets will be closed. So the hot sheet will be taking Monday off, but we'll be back all of next week. Hit the thumbs up. If you're joining us as a repeat hot sheet streamer or as somebody new to the show, welcome. If you enjoy the hot sheet, trust me, you will enjoy BAMX. Down below is our BAMX community. Become a better agent. Everyone tells you what to do. BAMX literally shows you how to do it. We have member courses. Every single month, a new course is uploaded for you, the members. We have live streams every single month in BAMX uh, page. It's it's when you sign up for the annual, you have a hot sheet code down below for fifteen percent off too. Just put in hot sheet on the desk uh, discount for the annual. It comes out to less than a cup of coffee a month, and then you always get twenty five percent off of our BAM Creator courses. We have Haley Ingram, the Guru of Canva, on there amongst others. Sign up for BAMX today. You'll get access to our private Facebook group where things are being shared there that is being shared nowhere else on the internet. Again, if you love the hot sheet, you will love BAMX. Hot sheet code down below for all of the hot sheet. That's the biggest discount code, by the way, is the 15%. All the other podcasts only get 10 because the hot sheet peeps keep it real. All right. What is real about the inventory? Is it going up? Well, in the last week, it did go up. Active listings grew by 3,809. New listings are still trending at an all-time low. This is according to Housing Wire's market tracker. Logan Motoshami posted it late yesterday. So the 3,809 is a welcome sign from where we were last week, where we barely ticked up, and certainly the decrease that we saw the week before in active listings. Their tracker you know, uh, tracks active listings as the listings that are available on the market. NARS inventory shows all listings and pending sales, okay? So active listings is up to 4,000, uh, 400,024, 424,000 rather, 190, up from the 420,381 from last week. Okay, the same week last year, we saw an increase much greater, but at, but at smaller numbers overall. So it went from 312,000 last year to 338,000 in the same week. So much bigger jump on active listings here as we got to the end of May. But the starting point was again, much lower. I've got down below in the daily download, absolutely free. The daily download link, different from the BAMX link, daily download of Hotsheet gives you every single source that we use on this show every single day, as well as all of the charts. You click it once, you get it every single day, whether you're here on the live stream or 
not. Okay, you can see here, according to Altos Research, where we're at on the housing inventory as of May 12th, 2023, it is above last year at this time. Uh, if we go to last year, yeah, that's, that's about last year right there. Um, uh, nope, I'm sorry, that was March. Last year would be right in here. Yeah, 312,000. Last year, which actual the number was, so the next week would be, if I can tick this thing down, there it is, 338,000. That's the line from last year. So we are above that. But when you look back on the since 2016, we are well below really any year outside of 21 and 22 on total active listings. Now, new listing data. We're well below those two years. So we're not getting new sellers to come onto the market. Okay, so while we have a little bit more total active listing inventory, we do not have new listings coming on at the same rate of 2021 and 2022, despite some states being still at peak prices. Some have come down, certainly in the West, but there are still many peak prices out there and you're not seeing these new listings come on. Okay, so in this week, we had 59,651. Same week last year, 84,000 plus new listings, 76,000 plus in 21. And you saw that you were up in the 90,000 range for 2015, 16, and 17 for new listings in a week. So we are, we are tracking towards the all-time low in new listing data in this country that we've ever seen right now. It speaks to people uh, being in this two and a half, three percent golden handcuff, 30 year fixed, seeing the 30 year go up like it did on Friday. We're going to get to that in a little bit and deciding, well, I'm not going to sell even if I want to. I'm going to uh, kind of wait and see. NAR finally crossed a million uh, on the uh, their total inventory number. Now they combine active listings and pending sales. So. Uh, when you go back decades into the 80s, NAR data illustrates how hard it's been uh, right now to get the active listings back to a normal range, a range of 2 million to 2.5 million. We did just cross the million. We we're sitting at 980,000 for uh, the last few months, and we're now uh, at 1.03 million, or, or we're sitting at 1.04 million right now. Okay, so we've seen a little bit of growth, but still about a million homes off in active and pending inventory, the way NAR tracks inventory from where we want to be in a normal market. All right. So didn't take a step back this week on inventory. New listings re remains incredibly low. Uh, active listings went up, but we didn't really make up any ground uh, when you would traditionally see a big jump in the end of May where, where sellers are like, I got to really capture what's left of the spring market. We're not seeing that still this year. It's abnormal and uh, it's going to reflect in the total amount of transactions, which we talked about on last week's uh, final show of the hot sheet for last week, where NAR adjusted their seasonally adjusted number of uh, sales from 4.44 million total transactions to the year down to down to 4.4. 3 million. You can go check out all of last week's streams wherever you listen to podcasts or certainly here on YouTube as well. Okay. Uh, Lance Lambert put out a couple pieces this week and I thought were really important to cover both on Fortune. First one being the housing market enters 
a pivotal stretch. She's talking about the interest rates. Last Friday, we saw the 30-year fixed hit, uh, and I'll just go to that now. I know usually we wait till the end of the show, but let's just take a look. I mean, if you didn't look over the weekend, this is a painful sight to see. That Friday, we ended at 6.9% on the Mortgage News Daily daily survey, up from Thursday, 6.82, as the 10-year continued to increase. Uh, this number just shot up throughout the week. I mean, eight days ago, we were down at 6.49. So we're up almost a half a percent right now on the 30-year fixed. And there's certainly reason to believe with the 10-year being up a little bit today, you can see here we're up now over 3.7 on the 10-year that we could get to a 7% interest rate. If that 10-year hits 3.8, then we are definitely going to be above a seven-point interest rate. Remember what happened last year in uh, quarter three, quarter four, when we hit 7.37 on the 30-year fix. That was the peak since the Fed started in increasing rates on the 30-year fix. The, the market really slowed down, okay? In quarter four, you did not have, and, and seasonality has a big part of this too, but in quarter four, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in your market, in the com in the live chat here, but season, uh, quarter four did not experience the type of multiple offers that we're seeing during this spring season. Uh, it, it was a much different uh, type of market than, than we have right now. And so Lance Lambert says that we are in this pivotal stretch. The housing market was in something of a deep freeze in the second half of 2022. A spiking mortgage rates caused housing activity to contrast across the market uh, nation, and it spurred outright home price corrections in some markets. We saw Austin go down 10%. We saw Boise, Idaho go down 10% in home values. We saw San the same in San Francisco. However, that is already old news. Mortgage rates have fallen back under six and a half. That was just a week ago. We were at 6.49. Okay. Uh, after falling for seven straight months, U.S. home prices tracked by Case Schiller rose in February. Uh, March, And that was also Black Knight Report, CoreLogic. A lot of them, Zillow, saw that bounce up in home prices uh, in February. Okay. So is the housing market out of the woods? Housing market is entering a pivotal stretch and it's happening on two fronts. Okay. So first, the U.S. housing market will soon exit the peak season for home price growth. We're getting towards, I know it's crazy, but I just said it at the beginning of the show, Memorial Day is Monday, summer holidays, summer fun, people getting a little bit distracted, right? This, typically, pre-summer holidays is when the most aggressive sellers and buyers are in the market. They want to get it done before the summer, before back to school, before the end of the year holidays. This is when the aggressive home shoppers and buyers are in the market traditionally. Okay. Uh, as seasonal spring and summer demand pulls back and the market moves into a slower fall and winter months. We've seen it every year. You can go back in your MLS for 20 years and you'll probably see a similar trend, a similar pattern outside of maybe a couple vacation home markets. Okay, some vulnerable housing markets like, might slip right back into correction mode like they were in quarter four of last year. Other markets could simply see activity levels along with existing inventory levels go back to the so-called deep freeze. I've been calling it the Cold War since about, I don't know, 15 months ago. He's calling it the deep freeze. Now, to Steve Harney's point, who's the, the founder of KCM, 
He doesn't like hearing that word because he says, hey, there's still going to be 4.3 million transactions, but that is off of six and a half million transactions. So it's certainly whether you want to call it a deep freeze or a little bit of an icy cold, you know, that cooler is pretty cold because it is coming down and it is significant. People are seeing that in their MLSs. Now, I think the agents here on the hot sheet and, and others that are really into their local market are outpacing that. And certainly there's agents getting out of the market. So, so it's all, it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing for agents here. It's just the reality of what's going on in the market. Okay. Now, second mortgage rates could again, test 7%. We just took, took a look at that over the past week, the 30 year fix uh, jumped back up to 6.9. If mortgage rates were to stay here for a prolonged period, which doesn't look like we're going to get big drop today based off of the 10 year or even go higher, it could see buyers and sellers alike begin to pull back again, just like they did in the second half of 22. That's exactly what I just said. And I would agree with that. Over 7% causes pause. It's, it's a mental barrier for a lot of buyers. Okay. Now this could be, you could argue, Hey, you get a pause on some of these buyers. You might see, you know, some of these price corrections and, and that might be healthy for the market. If you, if you think prices are out of control, maybe you're okay with that. Okay. The short-term outlook for mortgage rates, of course, is complicated by debt ceiling talks. We talked about this the last week, go back and review some of these hot sheets, wherever you listen, uh, where they predict Zillow predicted, if we don't reach a debt ceiling deal, you know, if, if Congress doesn't come to some type of an agreement, I believe they will. I think most people believe they will. It'd be insane if they wouldn't. Uh, but if they didn't, you would see total transactions fall from 4.3 million down to 3.3 million total transactions. That would that would certainly be a deepen, deepening freeze. Um, these talks are expected to resume today. We'll see what happens. Maybe they strike a deal today. That's, that'll be, hopefully they strike a deal before the holiday because we know they like to take these long holidays. I don't know when their next long one is, but... I'm certain they're all taking a big old Memorial Day. Janet Yellen says June, which is next week. Uh, we could default. So they kind of got to come up with a deal, I think, this week. Uh, in the unlikely scenario that we were to default or even appear like a default would happen, uh, financial markets would put upward pressure on long-term rates like mortgage rates. Okay, so and that's where you're seeing it right now. There's uncertainty in the market. Uh, the 10 years been been driven up in the last week. I think the minute they come to a deal, you're going to see this pull back down. And I and I believe that very quickly after a deal is struck, we're going to be back under six and a half percent mortgage rates. Okay. So let me know if that would be a welcome sign for you and your market. But I believe that's what will ultimately happen and will probably be sub six and a half throughout the summer. I think this is just a weird time right now where, where we're going to pop up over seven percent could happen today but eventually when this deal happens hopefully today we could pull back under six and a half and and maybe even start trending towards six right there's uh, a case to be made that where the 10 years that the difference between the 10 year and the 30 year right now that we should already be under six uh and, the, and there's also a lot of belief that that's where we'll end the year so eventually it's got to start trending down i believe when the deal comes together it will start trending down. Fannie Mae believes the housing market is still down. They believe the housing recession isn't over. Of course, Jerome Powell and the Fed put the housing market into a recession last year. It was the biggest tool that they had 
at their disposal. And soon, Fannie Mae believes that this housing market recession, which is still ongoing in their belief, is going to spur a mild U.S. recession. Now, not everybody believes what Fannie Mae is saying here. George Rattu, the chief economist of Keeping Current Matters and former chief economist of Realtor.com, joined myself, Tom Tool, and Lisa Chinati on the Knowledge Brokers podcast on Friday. It's at Knowledge Brokers Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. And you can check out that 70-minute discussion we had with George. He doesn't believe that the housing market is in a recession. And in fact, he gave three reasons why buyers are not overpaying in this market right now. Go check out that if you want his insights. But let's take a look at what Fannie Mae believes. The U.S. housing market is a telling of housing bulls has stabilized. The new home sales are rising again as aggressive builder incentives pull buyers back into the market. Meanwhile, mortgage rates uh, that are back under 7% could go back up. Obviously, we just talked about that. Combined with the housing market entering into a busier spring season, has seen many regional housing markets flip into correction mode, okay? But is the worst behind us? The housing market recession isn't over just yet, and it could regain momentum as the market moves into the seasonally slower months in the end of the summer and in the fall. At least that's according to a revised forecast by Fannie Mae. Through the first quarter of 2023, U.S. housing market activity, as measured by private residential fixed investment, the core of housing GDP, has declined on a nominal basis for four straight quarters, and more contractions could be on the horizon. Indeed, Fannie Mae expects residential fixed investment to fall in quarter two, 2023, negative 5.9%. Quarter three, they believe it's going to fall negative 9.1%. Quarter four, negative 6.4%. And negative 1% in quarter one of 2023. Four. Now, this isn't prices. This is U.S. Um, housing market activity, okay, measured by the private residential fixed investment. It's the core of housing GDP is what they're measuring this on. There's a record number of multifamily units currently under construction, which are scheduled to come online later this year and into 24, combined with a tightening credit for construction lending, which we expect will soon be realized by a slower new project pipeline. We are expecting a significant slowdown in housing starts later this year. Got an update on construction loans here at the end of the show as well. Uh, the pullback on multifamily side, according to Fannie Mae forecast, will negate any economic boosts created on the single family side, which has benefited this spring from builder incentives like mortgage rate buy downs. Now, remember, builders are at a seven month of inventory right now. That's what they're sitting on. And so builders want to work through that. And, and I, so I agree with Fannie Mae that starts, new housing starts might slow down towards the end of the year. Uh, for that reason, they got to work through the inventory. For reason number two, that they can't build affordable homes, we've made it impossible with the regulations for them to do that. And so they're right now building an average product of 550000 and a median product of 450000 So you, can, you can't just keep building that type of product and expect to move through that inventory because... That's not where the majority of the buyers are. A modest recession is the likeliest outcome, says Fannie Mae, and its timing remains the principal outstanding question. As the Fed is likely to maintain tighter policy for longer if wage-related inflationary pressures do not so subside, they're talking about if the job market doesn't break, the Fed is going to continue to raise the Fed rate. 
While Fannie Mae's forecast model predicts that the U.S. housing market will help to drag the economy into a recession, Fannie Mae economists also believe that U.S. housing market will be a buffer against a deep recession. We will see conditions in the housing construction and auto sectors as likely being more of a buffer to the severity of a recession uh, by being potential drivers of an eventual recovery. And we've heard that in the past. That means to prevent one. And so here we go. What Fannie Mae expects now home prices to look like through 2024. You can see on the right that Fannie Mae believes home prices now are going to go down throughout the end of this year and into 2024. Now, they'd be in a category not alone for sure, but outside some of the major for major forecasters, Case Schiller, CoreLogic, and Zillow all believe home prices are going to go up. So Fannie Mae's on the other side of that coin. The shaded area represents Fannie Mae's forecast. Fannie Mae expects U.S. home prices to fall negative 1.2% between quarter 422 and quarter 4, 2023. Then another 2.2% between quarter 4, 2023 and quarter 4, 2024. Okay, so Fannie Mae sees home prices going down due to a recession that they're calling, uh, due to U.S. not coming out of a recession, uh, housing not coming out of a recession right now, and uh, and due to the Fed's actions overall. Okay, that's what Fannie Mae believes. And now let's take a look at what PacWest is doing with their loans. PacWest is selling $2.6 in real estate loans at a discount. Now, we know that talked a lot about commercials, trillions of dollars of loans coming due over the next five years. And as those come due, they're going to be need to be refinanced at higher rates. And that's where you're seeing commercial buildings drop in price. These loans, however, are construction loans. Okay. PacWest Bank Corp, one of the regional U.S. lenders that was engulfed in turmoil earlier this month, said it agreed to sell $2.6 billion portfolio of 74 real estate construction loans as part of its plan to shore up liquidity. Okay, Kennedy Wilson Holdings Inc. will buy the loans at a discounted price of about $2.4 billion. Okay, so they're getting a $200 million discount. Company said in a statement Monday, the buyer will also assume all future funding obligations of about $2.7 billion. Beverly Hills-based PacWest will also sell six more loans to Kennedy Wilson for about $330, uh, $363 million if it wins certain approvals. Okay, so... Uh, real estate loans starting to be on the move right now. I think it's just another signal to watch out for commercial loans. Construction loans seem to be safe with where we are uh, at an in inventory. It's likely why PacWest has a builder for them. You don't see many stories of people bu uh, buying up commercial office building loans. You continue to see commercial office buildings sell at a discount. Let's take another peek here at the 10-year. It's up even a little bit more. From when we just looked now, 3.701. Okay, so up 0 0.018 so far on the morning. Continue to watch that throughout the day. You could see a 30-year fixed approach 7% today. Let's be rooting for a debt deal to be struck in D.C. We'd certainly need that for the stability. All right, uh, later today here on the channel, make sure you subscribe. We have an overast podcast being released at 11. I hear it's a big one from Eric and Matt, so make sure you're tuned into that. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time on the hot sheet. Until then, have a great Monday and toodaloo.